Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranab, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Prabhupada Mataji from Bangalore and today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 4, Verse 44. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Hare Krishna, thank you. Om Namo Bhagavate Nashtaprayeshun Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 6 Canto 6, sorry Yeah, Canto 6 Chapter 4 and verse 44. Prito Hamte Prajanatha Yeti Asyot Brima Brimhanam Tapa Mamai Shakamo Bhutanam Yet Buya Sur Bhutaya. My dear Prajapati Daksha. You have performed extreme austerities for the welfare and growth of the world. My desire also is that everyone within this world be happy. I am therefore very pleased with you because you are endeavouring to fulfil my desire for the welfare of the entire world. Purport by Srila Prabhupada After every dissolution of the material cosmos, all the living entities take shelter in the body of Karuna Dakshai Vishnu and when creation takes place again it comes forth with his body from his body in their various species to resume their activities. Why does the creation take place in such a way that the living entities are put into 
condition life to suffer the threefold miseries imposed on them upon them by the material nature here the lord states to daksha you desire to benefit all living entities and that is also my desire the living entities who come in contact with the material world are meant to be corrected all the living entities within this material world have revolted against the service of the lord and therefore they remain within this material world as ever conditioned nitya baddha taking birth again and again there is a chance of course of their being liberated but nevertheless the conditioned souls not taking advantage of this opportunity continue in a life of sense enjoyment and thus they are punished by birth and death again and again this is the law of nature as the lord says in bhagavad gita 7.14 daivihi esha gunamayi mama maya duratyaya mamevaye prapadhyante mayam etam taranti te this divine energy of mind consisting of the three modes of material nature is very difficult to overcome but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it elsewhere in bhagavad gita 15.7 the lord says mamai vamsho jeeva loke jeeva bhuta sanatana manashas manashastan indriyani prakritistani karshati living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts due to conditioned life they are struggling very hard with their six senses which include the mind the living entities struggle for existence within the material world is due to its rebellious nature unless the living entities surrenders to krishna he must continue this life of struggle the krishna consciousness movement is not a fad It is a bona fide movement intended to promote the welfare of all conditioned souls by trying to elevate everyone to the platform of Krishna consciousness. If one does not come to this platform, he must continue in material existence perpetually, sometimes in the upper planets and sometimes in the lower planets. As confirmed in Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 20.118, Kabu Swarge Uthaya, Kabu Narake Dubaya, The conditioned soul sometimes descends into nations and sometimes gets some relief by being relatively free from it. This is the life of the conditioned soul. Prajapati Daksha is trying to benefit the conditioned souls by begetting them, to give them a life with a chance for liberation. Liberation means surrender to Krishna. If one begets children with the purpose of training them to surrender to Krishna, fatherhood is very good. Similarly, when the spiritual master trains the conditioned souls to become Krishna conscious, his position is successful. If one gives the conditioned souls the chance to become Krishna conscious, all his activities are approved by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is extremely pleased, as stated here, Preetoham. Following the examples of the previous Acharyas, all the members of the Krishna consciousness movement should try to benefit the conditioned souls. by inducing them to become krishna conscious and giving them all facilities to do so such activities constitute real welfare work by such activities a preacher or anyone who endeavors to spread krishna consciousness is recognized by the supreme personality of god as the lord himself confirms in bhagavad gita 18.68 to 69 ya idam paramam guhyam mad bhakteshva abhidhasyati भक्तिम मयि परां कृत्वा माम एवैष्यति असंशय 
न चस्मानुष्यु कश्चिन मे प्रियतम भविता न चे नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी वर्ल्ड My desire also is that everyone within the world be happy. I'm therefore very pleased with you, because you're endeavouring to fulfil my desire for the welfare of the entire world. So, uh, so Pradapti Daksha was performing all these austerities because, as his name suggests, Pradapti means one who is expanding the number of people. Praja, you know uh, all the people, and there are so many uh, exalted prajapatis who have, uh, you know, like um, Daksha is one of the chief ones, and then there are other the seven sages and all of them. They are all prajapatis because they uh, get progeny, and uh, from there, then you know, because they have to get good quality progeny, so they do tapasya. and then uh, not only do they get progeny then they get their children married and make sure that the population expands and also they uh, you know give um, a, a certain example through their lives living very very exemplary lives and also write uh, books or you know uh, teachings preaching for the people at large so this is a very good um, you know very great seva they are doing of course they are not pure devotees because they are not they uh, i mean mostly they teach karma kanda not pure devotional service that's why daksha got very angry with narada muni because here daksha had sent his sons to do tapasya if you can recall um how he had sent his sons to do tapasya so that you know they could take over from him he had 10000 sons and all that First time, I think, was ten thousand. Second time, thousand. And um, but uh, you know, he without doing tapasya, you don't your character will not develop. So he sent them who perform tapasya for many years, and then you come back. And while they were doing the tapasya very very sincerely, the Narada Muni thought these boys are such sincere devotees. Why they should go through karma kanda and just you know uh, get married and produce children and you know it doesn't give you liberation. Okay, they are doing uh, something instructions of their father. Definitely they will keep getting 
elevated birth by performing Varnashram Dharma, one can get better and better births, material births, but it doesn't guarantee liberation. If you do 100 lifetimes properly of Varnashram Dharma, you can become a Brahma. So like that, there is gradual elevation, but no liberation. So, I mean, okay, liberation, towards liberation, even that is good. But then somebody who directly takes to devotional service, when we understand that actually the only thing is to become Krishna's devotee and do whatever he wants, that's the best. Because Krishna is the real well-wishing friend of everyone. And if you want to serve him, automatically Krishna will engage us in whatever service he wants. That's the pure devotee. But Daksha, he had some desire, a sense of independence. That, you know, he liked the position. He wanted to be like a Prajapati because that's a very high status. It is equal to, no, less than Shiva, but better than even the Devatas. And so because of that, you know, um, because, uh, so, in the, um, he was a little puffed up about his position and how he was giving, uh, you know, a, a lot of, he was writing all the Dharma Shastras and all for them. So he was a little puffed up and he thought that he is better than Shiva also. First he thought he was as good as Shiva and then when he found that um, he was very upset with Shiva because Brahma, his uh, Prajapati Daksha was the son of Brahma and because Brahma, uh, Brahma actually uh, had five heads originally, one which was facing upwards, four on four directions and one upwards also. But then he made a mistake of, you know, he created, um, like, you know, when he created Saraswati and then he was attracted by her and he started following her. So, like that, whatever, you know, so Shiva got very angry with him because he's a great, I mean, Brahmadev is the, the, I mean, he's so exalted. Of course, some, hardly he did any mistake, only rarely this is once. And so Shiva, he, you know, just to punish him, he cut off his fifth head. So, all the time, it was rattling in Daksha's heart. Why this Shiva did like that? So he turned against him. Originally, he had some respect for Shiva. But after that, he thought he's superior to Shiva. And that's why, you know, he was so envious of him. And um, so he's not a pure devotee. But still, he's very, very exalted because who will do tapasya for the welfare of other people? Mostly everybody does for them their own purposes. If you want to go to heavenly planets, okay, do a lot of tapasya. That they do. But he was doing, he's already in the heavenly planet. But over there also he did tapasya so that he can become qualified to do his services properly. I mean, he wanted to do good the exalted personality, but he is not a pure devotee. And the Lord, he is very dear to the Lord Vishnu also because he is doing such a great, how many souls are ready to do like this for the sake of others, you know, doing tapasya and then producing children and then uh, taking care, uh, you know, being a responsible person, all these things. So very rare souls are interested in doing all this. So he says that my, uh, but 
you know, uh, you have a mode of goodness desire and that's also my desire. So, uh, then I'm very, I'm therefore very pleased with you, he's saying. And because, why is this very pleased, why is Krishna so pleased? Because the, the purpose for which Krishna created this material world, simply that the conditioned souls who are so much desirous of enjoying without me, he gives the opportunity so that they can fulfill, and then when they are fed up with it, and they are suffering because of their accidental fall-downs, sins and all that, uh, uh, then, uh, then they uh, become fed up of this material world, and they surrender to him, and in which case he forgives all their previous, uh, you know, mis uh, mistakes and misbehavior, or everything. He forgives. Once you surrender and beg him forgiveness and admit our faults, I was really a rascal because I tried to do something separate from your interest, from me, what you want. Even though I am dependent on you completely. But I thought that I am very great. So I wanted to think like that and you put me into illusion and I did a lot of nonsense. But now please Krishna accept me. So he is waiting for that. And if somebody is helping in his mission, though he was not really preaching pure devotional service, Daksha. But the first step towards pure devotional service is to at least follow Varnashrama. You know, uh, then we get purified by doing Varnashrama. Varnashrama trains us to work in a proper way, to do the work without being attached to the results. By doing this, we gradually what happens? We don't want to enjoy the results of our work. We are thinking about Krishna. And we want to do everything properly so that Krishna may be satisfied. Doesn't matter what the result is, what work we do, doesn't matter. So we come to that stage, then we can get pure devotional. That is pure devotional service. Whatever Krishna wants, I'm not going to. And it is all for his satisfaction. So he has not yet reached that stage because he was, you know, so much against Shiva. And on top of that, he wanted Shiva to show him respect. Which all the Devatas were giving him a lot of respect, Daksha. But only Shiva, he himself, I mean, he is very elevated. He is next to Vishnu, you know, in this world. Of course, in the spiritual world, he is also a Vishnu, Vishnu form as Sadashiva. But in the material world, just to serve Krishna, he takes the form of, you know, or he takes in charge of Tamuguna. And because of that, because he, he not only just takes charge, he doesn't lie down on the, you know, show milk ocean like Vishnu and he deputes Indra to take care of everything. Shiva personally comes because to, you know, it is, um, you know, uh, it, it's easy to empower Indra Dev to take care of the material uh, functioning, administrative things, maintenance of this world. But Shiva, not only is he in, uh, involved in the beginning, in the creation of this world, along with Parvati, he's also in charge of the destruction and all that. But apart from that, he also does maintenance because he's got so many followers and devotees of whom he is elevating by being one among them and, uh, you know, giving so much of his association, advice, grant. Because they need hand-holding a lot. Vishnu devotees are more elevated and, uh, you know, 
there are spiritual masters, parampara systems and all that. But those who are in Tamuhura, they don't surrender to anybody. They, they want everything and then they will backstab you also. So that is why Shiva is so merciful that even for Asuras, he gives himself, oh, they do some tapasya, Shiva says, okay, what do you want? And then he fulfills their desire. And uh, then uh, as soon as their desire is fulfilled, they want to disobey Shiva. They'll walk out and say, okay, I'm going to just do whatever I feel like. I'm going to disturb this universe. And Shiva says, no, you see, I, you're misusing. Ah, anyway, you gave the boon. Now, that's it. Now I'll do whatever I feel like. And one of them even wants a Basmasura. He, he asks for this reward. Uh, I mean, this boon. That whoever I put my head on, they should be burnt into ashes. Imagine what kind of a boon. But that he did so much tapasya to Shiva and she was obliged to come before him and ask him, okay, what do you want? Will you give me whatever I want? She said, okay, you have pleased me, so ask what you want. And he asked this, but of course all Asuras first ask for immortality. I don't want to die. Asuras don't want to die at all. They cannot come to terms with this reincarnation and all that. They, they think this life is everything I want to enjoy. And I want to be in this life forever. So this is a natural tendency to not want to die. That is there. Even in devotees, nobody likes to die. I mean, okay, devotees want to go back to Godhead, but I'm saying ordinary people, uh, human beings. Naturally, self-preservation is a law. But the thing is, the Asuras, um, you know, they don't want, um, the, I mean, they don't, um, they don't want to believe in uh, in a spiritual life. I mean, they don't want to do, uh, you know, they don't want to be spiritually elevated or is so attached to this body and they want to enjoy. So that was his first request. And Shiva said, I cannot because nobody is immortal here. Even I give up, uh, you know, even this Shiva form, it's a temporary form. So I cannot give you that. So then he thought, next best thing is <laughs> to all my adversaries, Whoever I touch, put my head on them, then they should all just become basma. And Shiva said, okay, Tatastu. He knew this is a foolish thing. What kind of, um, you know, but anyway, he was duty bound to give. That was his task. Snow will not give like that because he will see whether it's good for you, whether you'll misuse all these things. He will see before granting any boon. But Devatas are assigned with this. You know, for all these Tamaguni people, Rajaguni people, they want whatever they want. And Vishnu will not give, so he has refuted Shiva, he will take care of them. So he is so merciful. And then that Basmasura wanted to put his head on Shiva, they only. Mostly all, he gets such <laughs> disciples, or, you know, who absolutely take advantage of them. And Ravana, Banasura, all took advantage. They'll do a lot of tapasya and they say, Oh, Shiva, Shiva, I'm such a great bhakta of you. But all for the purpose of their own sense gratification. When it comes to the crunch, they will batch. I mean, you know, they just do whatever they feel like and be a big disturbance, a big nuisance. So, and then there are more, uh, pretas and bhutas, all these people who have to be, who don't have a proper body even because of their sins. And such people also, Shiva attracts them so that, you know, they also, by his association, they'll get a proper, you know, higher, better and better life. So that is how merciful he is.
and but so but uh, this one uh, Daksha because of his envy and anger towards Shiva he became you know um, this thing to him uh, what do you call inimical to him still he did many bad things uh, first of all he cursed him that he should not get his share of uh, uh, yajnas and all these sort of things apart from uh, and but still he got away with all that because he was doing such a responsible job for Vishnu and uh, so he became very puffed up and finally Shiva had to come and chop up his head and then put a good head and all that um, so but still Vishnu because he that is the uh, amazing thing and he was doing a very good thing for Vishnu and he was very proud of that he thought that see I've got Vishnu's favor so I don't need to listen to Shiva he thought like that for a long time he was not at all afraid of offending Shiva like anything he didn't understand Vaishnava Prad is very dangerous and he thought I've got Vishnu I'm a Vishnu Bhakta and he will always uh, support me that arrogance and for some time Vishnu was for all of the Agnyas he came and everything but finally when uh, you know at the time when Sati came and all that and uh, he was really even uh, blaspheming Shiva and even said you know that time Vishnu just um, came there because uh, you know as a devotee he requested him but he went away he was not there uh, when all these things happened I mean when Sati was um, insulted and all that so finally and so many people warned him don't do like this very risky, Shiva is very very exalted but he couldn't see because of his envy he thought Shiva is nothing, I am greater than him that was the problem and um, so then Shiva, Shiva came and because his wife had immolated her, herself that was very very painful and he was so hurt by that he had just lost her and then that too in a very horrible way that she was burnt herself how much pain it must have been he couldn't uh, tolerate that so he took her body and he was moving around all over the universe you know in deep anguish it's really painful it's natural it's not that uh, we are all personalists some Mayavadi types will say why Lord Shiva should feel like this after all he's God no then um, you should, uh, you should not be disturbed. This is how the Muslims and other people want to convert. This is how uh, Hindus don't know anything about their religion. So they become easy victims. They say, what? You are saying, you know, your religion, you're saying Shiva is a big God. What kind of God is he? Why did he go around, uh, you know, crying for his wife and all that? If he cannot even protect himself, how will he protect you? All these kind of things they say. And the Hindus don't know anything. They say, oh. And they say, see, you pray to Allah and He will take care. He the, so, uh, you know, they don't know anything about Allah, who He is, where He is, what He does, nothing. But then, because they don't know anything, they can say whatever they want. So they said, see, so much pujas, you have to take all these, um, uh, you know, so many items and all that for worshipping. Whereas you see, for Allah, it's very easy. Just close your eyes and pray. That's what. So all these sort of things they will say and people get so much bewildered. It's happening in a very large way. This conversion is happening because people don't know. 
who's who, what is what, why things are happening. Such a very, very advanced, a very evolved religion. Because God is also sentient. I mean, his feelings, even in spiritual life, we have feelings. And his feelings are very, very intense. So how much pain he must have felt as losing a wife. He's not an impersonalist, a stone or something. Okay, she's dead, doesn't matter. That is, if somebody is not grieving like that, then something wrong with that person. You know, you cannot have any respect for such a person. But, so he did that and after that he got over it. Okay, so, of course Vishnu also helped him by, you know, sending the Sudarshana Chakra, which chopped off a body and one after the other, the body fell down and then the Shakti Peeps became. So, uh, this thing, so, is Nitya Baddhas. So this universe has been created with a great purpose. It's a beautiful thing and people don't even know why it has been created, why there are so many different, different, different planets and why I'm stuck only on this earth. I, I would like to go to some other planet up there in the, on the sky. I see so many planets and stars and why I'm just stuck on this earth. So that is why the scientists are trying to go but what, they simply go there and come back, maybe just some, uh, I don't know, they get some rocks and <laughs> sand and all that. Prabhupada really ridiculed, what is the use of all that? You spend so much money, it's impossible. They're just giving false hopes that, you know, you can, we can make, um, we can build a township on the moon and live there. And they'll imagine nicely, they cheat the public, whoever's got money, they say, oh, okay. They have, uh, imagine that whole moon, they are parceling it and selling to people here. It doesn't even belong to them. And they are charging money to buy land over there in the moon, exorbitant rates. Okay, going there, that might cost money. But how can they say that you can purchase land over there and it doesn't even belong to them? And so some people have also bought money, I mean bought the land over there, hoping that one day they'll colonize the moon. Even if they, I mean, what kind of colony is that? According to them, even if it's moon, moon is full of life and all people, very pious souls go there. So Prabhupada said, either they are not able to see anything over there, because, you know, uh, to see them, it requires a uh, higher grade of um, body and vision, uh, because their elements are more subtle than us. That could be one reason. Or he said that maybe they are not even going to the moon, which they don't know. Maybe they are going to the moon and they are not able to see them, whatever it is. Okay, give them the benefit of doubt, they are going to the moon, but they are not able to add everything for... First of all, there is no gravity over there and our body is made for this earth. And that nothing grows over there, so everything from here we have to take from the earth. And it's such a costly business going from moon back, you know. And what kind of life, all, there is nothingness over there and you just build some house and live there. For what? Wasting our valuable time and life. So, the search is there. And, but you know, if you know the Shastra, in the Bhagavatam, we hear about all these different planetary systems, which planets, so many varieties of planets are there and in each planet, Amazing things are there, which are not found uh, in other planets. Each planet Krishna has designed in such a wonderful way 
we'll see that the descriptions, no, we already saw, right, in the fifth canto, all these uh, wonderful, amazing descriptions. So that should satisfy and the yogis. They do um, meditation and they get mystic powers by which they can transfer themselves to any part. Okay, if you're progressive spiritually, either through mystic power you can go in this self-same body or you hope that, I mean, you do, when you leave the body, then you'll go to one of those heavenly planets. That's the only way. You cannot go against Krishna's laws. That's not possible. So, that's why it is, um, Krishna is saying, this divine energy of mind consisting of the three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. And whatever curiosity we have about all this universe, naturally anybody will be curious. Isn't it? I'm in this universe. What is it? Anybody, when a child is very curious, what is that moon? Why are those stars sparkling over there? Why can't I catch the moon? All these things. Everybody is very curious. But one who, I mean, you know, takes shelter from the childhood, is trained with the Shastra, with the knowledge, so much to teach, so much to learn in our religion. Shastras are describing amazing amount of knowledge, and we don't know any knowledge. Hindus don't know anything. Imagine so much answer, so much knowledge is available. And Prabhupada is uh, giving us the essence of it all. And, uh, in our, uh, and um, we are just w- walking around thinking as if there is nothing beyond this earth, but nothing beyond this matter. Nobody is controlling this. Everything is happening by accident. At least the other religions, they believe in a God and they think that they fear God. They think that if I don't do this, he will punish me, I'll be damned. And at least out of fear, they go, uh, fear of God and fear of the other the people around them, something. They're aware of their religion and they know that there is a God. But and but they most of the questions are not even answered and if they ask too many questions, it's finished. It's very risky. <laughs> you can't ask. But we have all of the knowledge, everything available to us, and the means of living a happy life, scientific way, everything is uh, explained in our Shastras. But nobody, I mean, most of the Shastras are destroyed even, and whatever is left, people are not even interested in reading. This is our sorry situation. And now we are, should be so grateful to Srila Prabhupada. And so much of knowledge is available in Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and Chaitanya Charitamrita. And just by reading these books, then you know, our conviction about what is this universe and we get full faith that, you know, we know that uh, there is this Brahma and Vishnu and Shiva, they are the in charge of this material universe and how they, you know, whenever there is a problem in some part of the universe, because there are always demonic people who are doing horrible things, just like governing a country. It's not easy job. All the time, 24 hours, they have to be worrying about somewhere, some problem, this people are, you know, misbehaving, misusing all the facilities and so on. And we have the knowledge, uh, all this mentioned in the Puranas of different, different, what, uh, you know, uh, stories about what happened in so many millenniums. 
they are just talking about Hinduism being 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 years ago. It is how many, uh, we know that time is cyclical and how many, how many unlimited number of yuga cycles are going on and then there is final destruction and then again creation and Mahavishnu and Garbhudakshaya Vishnu, Shirudakshaya Vishnu, how he is lying down in the ocean, how much knowledge we have and it's all very, very interesting. And the, so many different leelas, how different people were in trouble and how by just worshipping Vishnu, they, uh, their problems got solved. Everything, by means of, if you read Puranas, then okay, the Vedas are given, giving us the philosophical aspect. But most people, they don't have interest in knowing the philosophy. They're so busy just, you know, having a good time. But if we... Um, uh, you know, at least if you listen, but people like to hear, listen to stories, and that's why we have so much of Karikata. People uh, every day, people used to go to the temples. The Hindus were not so bad before. Now is the time, complete. You know, people have gone crazy because of uh, you know all the secularism. Other religions are all practicing. Hindus are practicing secularism. Or communism, you know, you know the two things, uh, you know, the, uh, and then they are totally blissfully unaware. Not blissfully, they are suffering because of not being unaware of these beautiful truths about our universe, about God, about how He is easily approachable, easily available, and we not fear Him because Krishna uh, is oft forgiving. And he's given so many ways in which we can, you know, even our misdeeds can be, uh, you know, we can do prize chitta and repent for that. And then overcome the reactions. And how the ultimate is to contact him, what pleases the Lord. So much knowledge is available, but we have to go through a person who himself has been purified and uh, who's got the benediction, I mean, empowerment from the higher authorities. Okay. Now you are purified, you can be an authorized teacher. When you get that blessing, then they can also, we can up, up, uh, you know, help other people in a very, uh, you know, elevated way. Everybody can just uh, distribute books or tell them basics of Krishna consciousness, tell them to chant and help them to handhold them and help them to progress in Krishna consciousness, come to 16 rounds and all these things. Help. But to give Diksha and to become a, a, a Guru or a Siksha Guru of that level, caliber who can represent Krishna for others, that requires more purification and more knowledge. And anybody can become that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Yari Vekha Tarikaha Krishna Ubatish Amar Agnyai Guru Hoi Taruyadesh He has told anybody, anybody can become Guru but provided you have qualified for that. Anyway, we don't have uh, we don't believe in having fake gurus or you no know, cheap gurus or uh, fraud gurus who just uh, cheat you. They pretend as if they're very, very advanced, but inside they're doing all nonsense. That will never be tolerated in this con because Prabhupada wanted us to represent the parampara and. to everyone. Are
So if one gives the conditioned souls the chance to become Krishna conscious, all his activities are approved by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is extremely pleased as stated here. Because to be able to give a chance for people to become Krishna conscious, you have to yourself get purified. So most of your activities will be pure and it will be approved. In the case of Daksha, even though he was doing such a valuable job, he was at the same time offending Shiva. So that way he was not happy with him. But he was foolish enough not to recognize that. Arrogant. And so, we, the Prabhupada is telling all the members of the Krishna Consciousness Movement should try to benefit the conditioned souls by inducing them to become Krishna conscious and giving them all facilities to do so. Such activities constitute real welfare work. And if we do that sincerely, not for any other purpose, not for, you know, getting name, fame and glory or some position, but simply because I want to satisfy the Lord, and you do that, then that is real welfare work. And Krishna is very vehemently, he is saying that for one who explains the supreme secret to the devotees, devotional service is guaranteed and at the end he will, he will come back to me. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. Very clearly he is saying what pleases him most. So, this is, you know, um, one should, not only if this is the need of the heart, not only because, I mean, the main reason, of course, is to because we want to satisfy the Lord. And by satisfying the Lord, you can satisfy in so many ways, but this is the best satisfaction of the Lord, because you're going beyond the easy way of just, we can go back to God, uh, you know, just by doing our devotional service, uh, chanting 16 rounds, following four regulative principles, doing some seva, have a little deity worship, and whenever it's possible, you just go and do distribution. You can go back to God. In. But if you want to become, you know, a real Matpara devotee, who is like very dear to Krishna, then we can't just relax like that. We should also be concerned about others. That is coming to the platform of higher level, not Prakrita Bhakta, who is materially attached, but to go to the Madhyama Adhikari level. And for that, the easy way, the easy way, of course, um, there is also deity worship. Just by doing deity worship, gradually it can get purified. But if you want to get advancement, then we must, uh, you know, give this mercy to others. Then so many of our aparadas are, and sins are forgiven. Okay. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. I'll stop here. Any questions or comments? Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you so much for your wonderful class. Hare Krishna. I request thank you. all the devotees, if they have any question or queries, please go ahead and ask. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dhanda Pranam, all the Prabhupada. It was such a nice class. Uh, and uh, you have, uh, your expression is so much value. 
and you have rightly uh, captured the current context uh, because sometimes it is very important for us as preachers we work within uh, the current context of current uh, society to do the preaching and so it is very important to sometimes remind us ourselves the current context that we are in and the uh, preaching opportunity that it affords to us uh, in the current context and in the current context being this uh, you have the southern dharmi sanatanis they are hardly aware of their uh, of uh, their own assets in the scripture and in the culture and they themselves cannot uh, answer uh, the questions that are uh, about their own culture and uh, uh and the faith so even a shiva worshiper is not able to answer this this questions about why lord shiva is not able to uh, uh, protect sati so the, here you are right that uh, and these uh, 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 girls are being taken uh, and uh, uh, made into terrorists in syria so this unfortunate yeah. situation and these efforts are uh, a, a, a very nice opportunity uh, is gone being the premier pre- preaching organization to uh, penetrate deeper and also uh, uh, rescue the girls uh, from uh, uh, getting converted and this uh, uh, generally to save sanatan dharma uh, and uh, though the other organizations are there but the uh, prominence of is uh, gone amongst them is undisputed so uh, of course this uh, gives us very uh, good con- context and you are uh, you uh, thank you for bringing it up and uh, 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 reminding us of uh, the current context and gives us an opportunity uh, uh, better opportunity than earlier uh, to preach uh, uh, amongst uh, the sanatan dharma uh, followers uh, it's nice reference uh, Uh, a lot of possible and uh, and the uh, current uh, the verse uh, so far there is i think and thanks for your uh, nice nice and nice thank you very much prabhu for sharing